All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is the CEO and co-founder of Hedge Chatter, James Ross. James, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Brent. So, James, before we start talking about Hedge Chatter and the really interesting things you're doing, kind of integrating social into the traditional way of people uh, trade and, and understand stocks and stocks movement, maybe give me a little bit of your personal background. Well, definitely. Um, pretty much my background has is, is been analyzing and, and correlating data bits and trying to figure out you know, what's the best way to monetize that. Um, one interesting thing is um, in the past I had an international voiceover IP company that I was a, a co-founder of. And one of the, one of the interesting things we did, we, uh, we took traffic from the U.S. down to Latin America. So like Costa Rica, Honduras, Ecuador, Peru, Nicaragua, all those places. And in Costa Rica we actually had a, a um, sports books and casino that wanted us to provide them toll-free numbers in the U.S. for their U.S. customers to actually call down to Costa Rica. So we provided them that service. And one thing that was pretty interesting I noticed through the call detail records was that when people would actually call in, there was a certain subset of people that would actually call in and they would call 15 to 20 minutes before a game every single time. And so we kind of correlated this information. And what we found is, um, and the, the other interesting thing you can do with voice over IP is you can actually listen to calls where you can't do that on traditional voice lines because Congress passed in the Telecom Act, you can actually listen to calls because anything inside of a data packet is considered data. So what we did was we actually, on our Cisco routers, we put a, a speech-to-text um, converter and actually converted uh, these calls when people were actually calling and placing bets. And what we found is these people that called in 15 to 20 minutes before each game, and it didn't matter if it was you know, baseball, soccer, hockey, football, whenever they called in and placed their bets, they won, and they won every single time. Wow. So yeah, a lot of people say, well, how did they know? And our perspective was it really didn't matter how they knew. The fact was is they knew what was going to win, and if we knew what they knew, we would be able to, to generate a profit. Of course, at that time, that was a little too forward-thinking, and um, our, our, the attorneys for our company pretty much had a heart attack when they found out what we were doing. But at the exact same time, um, my CTO, uh, who's with us at Hedge Chatter at the time, and this was actually before I knew him, he was actually um, working for uh, Department of Defense doing high military um, decision-making warfare analytics. And he was actually working on uh, helping the U.S. government, you know, basically mine um, uh, message boards and things like that to determine where the next terrorist attacks were going to be. And so that's kind of how we formed Hedge Chatter was years later we met and basically kind of took some different methodologies that we both discovered and merged those together to create Hedge Chatter, which basically mines, you know, social media to find the next movers for the stock market. Yeah, let's get into that a little bit because I, I find that fascinating. It sounds like you, the the backgrounds of you and your co-founders fed perfectly into what you do with Hedge Chatter. So talk about what it, Hedge Chatter and the importance of integrating the kind of conversations in Chatter that's taking place on the social networks to the way that you typically look at uh, buying and selling stocks because I'm sure – that's had a pretty interesting impact on the, the, the way that people did this five, ten years ago compared to what they're doing now. 
Well, actually, Brett, that's that's a really good point you make. It, it's definitely changed. You know, if you think five to ten years ago, the the traditional way you would look to make a, a you know investment or trading decision is you would look at fundamental data and or technical data. And where it's fundamental data, you're basically looking at management teams, you're looking at earnings per share, you're looking at you know all all, all the information behind the company. Uh, at the same time, when you look at technical data, you're actually looking you know at volumes of shares that are being traded and trying to find patterns. Um, the challenge with both of those is, let's say the fundamentals look good and, and the technicals look good, but then you know you're the CEO of Lululemon and you come out and you say, hey, we don't want large girls to wear our yoga pants. Well, unfortunately, fundamentals and technicals aren't going to pick that up. You know, that's a news story that gets blasted out. Women have a reaction to that, which they did, and they started to decide, you know, maybe they're not going to buy the yoga pants. Maybe they're going to boycott Lululemon. And so regardless of what your past historics have been, um, you just kind of pretty much alienated your customer base, which is going to affect sales, which will then affect the stock price. And so with Hedge Chatter, we're able to see this information. So basically, if you kind of think of social media, it's simply a transport mechanism for ideas and intended actions because people are saying how they feel about things, and that's going to you know, further their decision on whether they do or don't do business with the company. So for instance, if um, um, you know, somebody's uh, sitting on a, on a plane and they're delayed for four or five hours and they start tweeting they're not happy with that particular airline, that airline will actually react to what they're saying and then offer them some type of credit or something. And the reason why is because they understand that that's the customer. And that customer, if they're not happy, they're going to influence a lot of other customers. And so they want to rectify that quickly. So with Hedge Chatter, we're able to capture and see this information and it's basically social has now become the third indicator. You had fundamentals, then you had technical, and now you have social. And so with social, we're able to understand what, number one, what new opportunities uh, people are looking at as far as potential ideas for stocks to get into. For instance, when um, Ebola broke out here in Dallas five, six weeks ago, um, there was a company, Lakeland Industries. I knew nothing about Lakeland, who they were, what they did, what they offered. However, suddenly, as their stock had been trailing for 5 to $7 uh, per share over the last year, they suddenly had a massive amount of chatter volume, and we were able to see that a lot of people were indicating that this would be a good buy, and that generated a social media financial buy signal for us. And, of course, five days later, the stock ended up running up 125%. So with something like that, you're not going to see that on technicals until after it's happened. Because if you were to backtrack technicals over the last year, all you would see is between a five to seven dollar spread. You would never know it was going to break out to 125 percent. But when people found that this company was going to somehow benefit, and what it turned out was Lakeland Industry makes these hazmat suits that protect you from Ebola. So obviously that was going to be a big winner in the you know in the biotech sector on an Ebola play. And we were able to detect that with Hedge Chatter. And that's one of the many benefits of why people have to start including social media into their strategy now to basically, one, generate new ideas, and two, to really stay ahead of the curve. Yeah, I think this is really a, a, a good way to look at it because when most people look at social media, most of the time it's from what? how can they get their message out? How can they distribute their information? But when it comes to, in this instance, particularly with the stocks, 
there are millions of people out there talking about this stuff. What Hedge Chatter is doing is basically listening to all that's being talked about and then being able to find the insights that can be used in real time to make a quick decision, either a sell decision or a buy decision. But the whole idea is to leverage the chatter and turn that chatter, you know, kind of, kind of it's like a big data play, it sounds like. Take that chatter <laughs> as it, and then find the insights and then put those insights to work. That's correct. That's correct, and it definitely is a big data play. Um, you know, one of the, the key components is, as we're listening to people indicate buy and sell through sentiment and our analytics engines are, are processing this information in real time, we're not only looking at it, it what they're implying buy or sell um, for now, but we're also looking at their historic information. So when people are saying buy or sell, we're analyzing have they been right or wrong on this particular stock in the past, how often have they been right or wrong, and what other stocks have they been right or wrong on. So we have a, a multifaceted weighted algorithm that's constantly processing all of these people. So every day we're processing around two point, almost 2.3 million financial chatter messages every single day now. No, no one person could read all those messages out of all the blog posts, social media, Twitter. I mean, you, nobody could consume all that information. So the software automatically processes this information and then lets us know what are good opportunities to get into. And you know, especially with when you're looking at people saying buy and sell, that's extremely, extremely important because there's a lot of manipulation that takes place and we're able to deduce um, which people are actually trying to manipulate. But at the same time, we're also able to deduce which people are actually getting it right or wrong and processing that and using that information. So it's kind of instead of having to be the smart person to basically process all this yourself, you're able to allow the tool to be able to process this for you, and then you make a decision on top of that. So it's kind of basically a two-tiered architecture, whereas in the past, like you were saying five to ten years ago, you had to consume all the information, and then you had to make the decision. Now, the software is able to consume all of the social information, provide you the results, and then you can make the decision at that point. Uh the other thing around this, too, that's really interesting is you, know, you have all this information. It's coming in nonstop. Uh, I would assume, too, that the, the biggest benefit is not just having the information, but being able to get a quick, just, uh, a quick insight and to quickly turn it around. And that becomes almost as important as some of the other traditional components of, of I guess, the stock trade kind of way, way of life, because a lot of people do this as day trading, a lot of people do it as investing long term, but from, let's say, are you seeing uh, people use this kind of service like Hedge Chatter um, more from a short-term trade kind of thing, or a long-term investment kind of thing, or even both, I don't know. Um, good question. Um, we have people using it for both. Um, kind of if you look at uh, how wealth managers make decisions in their decision tree process. They look at a lot of information, and they're usually looking over a longer time horizon. Um, however, they want to be able to have all of the information. And what we found with social media <clears throat> is 
social media is able to see out as far as two to three months. So it's basically kind of kind of a, a quarterly snapshot. And the reason why is if you think about news and how news may get really hot on a particular company or a particular event, that only sustains for a certain period of time. So we've seen we've seen it where we'll get a run up in social chatter, but it'll be a slow occurring momentum play. Other times we'll see it where there's suddenly a massive amount of chatter. But in regards, you can either be looking at this from uh, in regards to the time horizon, you can be looking at a you know 24 hour to 48 hour play all the way up to about a three month play. And then that's really the effectiveness of where social media is to be able to pick up and to actually influence within the stock market. Well, you know, it, it just sort of dawned on me that you, you're talking about this kind of this this two-day to three-month kind of time horizon, and and that sounds you know, relatively short-term to me, but right. I think it also has to impact the long-term strategy because of the way things move in the short term and what that can do to uh, your kind of your long-term uh, point of view as well. Well, exactly. For for instance, um, there's a, a biotech company, Gale, G-A-L-E, Galena Biopharma. And we had detected um, this time last year a lot of chatter volume, um, a lot of strong buy sentiment and generated a, a social media buy signal on it. And within the next, I think, 10, 12 days, it had gone up 100, 140 plus percent. At the same time, we, in our manipulation meter, we were able to see that it had a high volume of manipulation around it. So kind of when you think about manipulation, the average person may, may, may tweet or post messages anywhere from 5 to 20 times a day. That's on average. So if we're seeing a username generate 1,000 to 10,000 messages a day, that's obviously a clear sign of pump and dump, especially if they're doing it on one particular security. Um, they also do that across, they'll use the same messages across multiple usernames. And so we were able to see that on this company, GALE. So let's just say, uh, like you said, for, for long-term purposes, your long-term was this is a great biotech stock, management was great, everything else, which ties back to fundamentals. However, what ended up happening was the company, it turned out, um, apparently had, uh, they were hit with six class action lawsuits because they apparently had hired a quote-unquote advertising company to advertise their stock out, which could also be construed as pump and dump. And um, the CEO, months later, was actually relieved of his position. So, if you're a long-term investor and you're looking at this as a long-term play, that may sway your decision because if the senior management team uh, behind the company that you've invested your money into is now hiring a quote-unquote you know, PR firm to quote pump the stock or move the stock up, that may not be to your liking because then if that's at the, if that's at the C level, what does that you know, entail for the rest of the company? And that kind of you know, that, that speaks volumes. So, even though that that um, that scenario where their stock ramped up and then dropped back down was over um, about a two to three month period, that could affect your long term vision for the company, and that should be something that people should be aware of. 
This has been a great conversation with James Ross. Uh, James, it's, it, we know that there's a lot of human emotion involved in uh, well, everything, but <laughs> stocks included. <laughs> when it comes to the, the importance of understanding that emotion or, or getting that emotion and making sense out of it or finding things out of it, uh, today it sounds like it's pretty important to stock trading. But look a year or two out. How important is is it going to be uh, compared to today, uh, understanding, uh, aggregating this kind of chatter, leveraging this information, finding the insights, and then quickly acting on it? Is it going to be even more critical in two years, or is it already pretty much at the point where it's going to be? Um, as far as, you know, that's, that's a really good question because as far as making investment and trading decisions, um, it, it's, it's already huge and it's just going to get bigger because basically now the people that are using services like Headshatter have a distinct advantage over the people who are not. They're able to see new ideas. They're able to glean new insights that they can't from traditional fundamental and technical data. So basically if you're not using – um, you know, social media stock sentiment, which is the space we're into, services like Hedge Chatter, you know, you're, you're not on the, on the right side of the trade. You're going to be missing out because other people have this information all the way, you know, from retail traders all the way up to we have customers that are hedge funds and quant groups that are pulling this data in and changing their models. So <clears throat> however your trading strategy is today, that's based on what's happening in the markets. What's happening in the market is based on everybody else's trading strategies. So if their trading strategies have all are dynamically changing right now because of big data and you don't have this play, your trading strategies are going to be off and you're going to be on the wrong side of the trade because you don't know what they're doing. And they're taking in this new information to make that decision. So in the next two years, it's going to be hypercritical. So what we've, what we've seen is we knew there would be two tipping points within this space. The first one was reached about three months ago, where basically all the big firms realize that this is very important to have. They realize that, that social media is something that can be used to make trading and investment decisions. It can be mined, and there's a lot of gold here to actually uncover. Probably about mid-2015, it's going to be the second tipping point will be you definitely have to have this now. And then further out from there, we see probably by the end of next year, trading platforms, you know, like your Scott Trade Trades, um, they'll be offering some type of sentiment analysis like what Hedge Chatter does, incorporated in so their traders can make better decisions. Because at the end of the day, big data is growing. Big data is growing extremely fast. I'm talking to, uh, we're actually talking to um, UT Dallas, and they were talking about all their college degrees are somehow being um, driven now towards having some type of quant analyst tied to whatever the degree path is, some type of analytics. And we see that the jobs over the next two to five to ten years are all going to be in big data. And the reason why is because there's a large amount of information that has to be processed, and those people that are able to process that information will have a distinct advantage over their competitors. And just so people know, uh, tell them where they can find out more about Hedge Chatter, but also and how they could use it. But also, I want to let people know how many people actually work at Hedge Chatter. 
Um, right now we have, um, it's myself, our Chief Technology Officer, Ben Benoit, whose background is uh, Georgia Tech, Department of Defense, our COO, uh, Architect Omar Syed. His background is also very interesting. Um, uh, his background is big data for Yahoo, for NASA, for Zynga. He has a master's in artificial intelligence. <laughs> in fact, he's, um, he's generated a game that's kind of like the next level in chess, and no computer has been able to beat his top human player. In fact, he's actually mentioned on IBM Watson's uh, the wow. website, um, talking about Big Blue and um, and the Russian that actually you know was beat by Big Blue, and uh, Omar's game is actually listed on there. Uh, and then we have we have a, a group of web developers and uh, data scientists that we work with as well. But if they want to learn more information about Head Shatter, just www.headshatter.com. We have a $29.95 a month sign-up that will give you um, really good functionality. We also have a professional access level that will basically deep dive deeper into the alert mechanisms. And then um, if companies are interested, they can also contact us, and we have an API where they can actually pull our data, which we have a lot of quant groups to get in hedge funds that are actually doing their pulling this data in real time and processing it. But anyway, we can help. We definitely enjoy this. This this is a very exciting space to be in right now, especially as as people start to incorporate this information in their trading decisions, whether they wanted to generate the idea for them, or they simply they already have their ideas from technical and fundamentals, and they want basically kind of that additional reassurance: Are they making the right decision? And we have a lot of wealth managers that are using it just for that to basically kind of back check their technical and fundamental uh, decisions that they've made.